0: yeah okay Uh, welcome welcome to the podcast i guess all right okay so today something that i did today uh to avoid doing homework um is that I started writing a will, and I think to start off this whole podcast, I think I wanna, I wanna go through it with you guys, so I am gonna pull it up on my iPad. I wrote it in my notes. I don't, I don't plan on dying soon. I wanna, like emphasize that but i didn't want to do my homework so i decided i am gonna i am gonna write my will i'm not gonna say the names obviously of the people that i've bequeathed my personal property to and honestly half of the personal property that i put on it um i don't own yet so it is a will for when i I die um hopefully in my uh hundreds when I'm a hundred and I'm rich and famous and I have property okay so yeah, um, I don't know if it's a legal thing, like if this counts as a will. Especially since I don't own most of the stuff on here yet, but hopefully, um, and to the future people who are listening to this after I die in, um, 80 years, um, this is what I want. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. I- um for the personal property that i put i did put um 50% of my life earnings to my younger cousin and 50% of my earnings right now um in terms of my savings account would be $100 so this would work best after i've started a real adult career and i the next thing that I've bequeathed is to my other cousin, and it's my car and my home and also two things that I don't have yet I do not have a car I do drive, but I do not have a car and i I do not have a well I'm not homeless, but I'm renting, so i don't I don't own a home yet, so um yeah, I just can't die until i have this stuff which is really i think this is going to be a helpful will not because i'm dying but because it's going to inspire me to work hard so that i can have the stuff that's on my will um and <laughs> the next thing that i bequeath i don't know if i'm even saying that word right is um um 35% of my life earnings and any pets I may have to my best friend and still 35% of my earnings I don't even know what 35% of 200 is um is it 70 dollars I think I don't I don't know um but th- yeah it would if it were 70 dollars and pets I do have my guinea pig that is a senior guinea pig and I don't know if she would want Oreo, but she's going to have to take her. Um, When writing this, well, I was thinking, like, you know, in the future, I'd probably have, like, a bunch of dogs and, like, snakes and stuff, which also I think my best friend would, like, not want. But <laughs> it's going to... she's going to have to take him. And then lastly, I bequeath in... <sighs> this is so stupid, this is like the dumbest fucking word, bequeath the rest and remainder of my residuary estate, that's the word that the template that I saw on Google used, which is basically like the rest of everything that you didn't list, I guess, and I bequeath that to my brother. Um, yeah, and that's basically my will. And honestly, I have no idea where I was going with this. I did do this so that I don't have to work on my neuroscience final. But yeah, that's my will. And um, is it going to be like nullified because I said it on the internet? Who knows? But that is my will. And I wanted to talk about it. And here I am talking about it. Um... I think everyone needs to write a will right now. Like, even if you don't plan on dying soon, I think it's just going to help you realize what your goals are in the future. Even if nothing on your will you have yet, it's going to inspire you to get that stuff before you die. Um, yeah. I hope that inspired you. Another thing on the list of things that I want to talk about, let me... Let me pull up my ideas. This might take a while, sorry. Alright. Um, another thing I wanna talk about Oh 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 okay. <laughs> another thing that I, sorry, I like have allergies. Another thing that I wanna talk about is I actually thought of the Don't Worry Darling film by Olivia Wilde, and I do have proof of this on my phone. You guys are not going to be able to see it, but I am going to read it. Um, So I have here in my notes, I am a, um, I do have a cinema minor. I don't have it as major because I am Asian and my parents do want me to work in STEM. But, um, I do have a cinema minor, (laughs) because I love movies, and I do want to work in movies. And so every now and then, when I'm, like, drinking with my friends or something, when I have a movie idea, I am going to write it down. Um, so, my movie idea, um, that I came up with, which is, like, I can't even lie, they almost exactly the same plot as Don't Worry Darling by Olivia Wilde. I wrote this in my notes on April 6th, 2021, 11.16pm, and that is way bef- like a year before Don't Worry Darling was released. Don't know when the script was written, but I can assure you that I had never read the script Um, on this day that I wrote this in my notes. I'm just, I guess... I have abilities that other people don't have, and I can think of original ideas before famous people. Okay, so my movie idea is called Suburbia, and it, was, it is written in the format of a short film. I mean, it's like one really long paragraph in my notes, but in my head it would have been turned into a short film and i'm gonna read it or i'm gonna summarize it because it is a lot so it's about a young girl named jenny she's stuck in a simulation living the perfect week perfect week over and over again um starting right off the bat this may be the plot of groundhog day and almost every single movie about a girl waking up living the same day over and over again But in Jenny's case, she doesn't know it. Yeah, I think, like, now that I'm rereading this, this is not an original thought. But let me continue. One Monday, because she's living a week over and over again, not a day. On Monday, a new character shows up, disrupting her daily routine. But she doesn't know, because every time a new week starts, she forgets about the past week. She tries to come up to her, he tries to come up to her, um, this new character, he tries to come up to her, he is a male, um, but she continues to ignore him because she's continuing her day, and on Wednesday night, on her way home from her perfect office job, she finally listens to him because he does not leave her alone. I don't emphasize that, but in my head, I knew he doesn't leave her alone, he follows her everywhere. Um, he tells her who she is. Oh, nope, I'm reading that wrong. He tells her that she is in danger and she needs to go with him right now to the building at the top of the mountain, which is in the distance from the town that she's in, and he will explain the rest of the way. Here, you may start to see how similar it is to Don't Worry Darling, and that's because I thought of it first. In Don't Worry Darling, there is a building in the middle of the desert where the simulation ends. And in my um, short film, there is a building in the desert where the simulation ends. The next morning, they meet behind a building and they prepare to go on their journey. On the journey, he tells her about this. He tells her a story about the real world outside, and everyone is sad and depressed and lonely. Until a man made a simulation game where you live the perfect week. People in the real world get addicted and violent because of the game, and the government, which is not hi- which is now, which is now highly militarized, is in the process of shutting it down. He says that he thinks that she's been playing this game for several real days. And does not know exactly how long she has been in the game since she was already in the simulation when he broke into the building. Again, very similar, um, games. So don't worry, darling. And I gotta say, Olivia Wilde, if you're listening to this, I did it first. And yeah, and. He and a group of civilians broke into the building to help people who are stuck in the game to get out before the military come and destroy the place. A little bit different, as you can see. Um, He shows a timer of how long until the week ends, since when it goes off, the week will restart, and she won't have recollection of anything that has happened. Um, On the journey, they fight off monster robots. Something that is not, and don't worry, darling, but, um, you know, I was being original. <laughs> and simulated people from her neighborhood that are coded into the system to keep players away from the building. That did happen, and don't worry, darling, and they were the men. The man that is helping her is injured, but they continue, and he reveals that if you die in the simulation, you die of shock in real life, which is one of the the reasons why the government is shutting down the game. Again, another thing that happens. And don't worry, darling. Mm, think about that. Um. When they reach the building, it's already Saturday morning. The building doors are locked and they need to find a way in. Watch Watchdog bots attack from the woods and they herringly escape by hiding in a sewer pipe on the side. Man suggests that maybe the pipe leads somewhere into the building. So they follow the pipe inwards, eventually they reach the basement of the building, but 6 hours have already passed, they they only have 8 hours until the day ends. He explains that the game master probably wanted to make it hard, but not impossible to turn the game off, since they still don't know which room the simulation end button is. And the building has about 14 floors. See, for... My idea, um, I wanted to make it a little bit harder for them to escape, like, they didn't have to just touch a window and escape, I wanted there to be suspense. Um, continuing, they knowingly, unknowingly trigger a tripwire that alerts the bots in the city that they're in the unauthorized part of the building. They search for about another six hours until they see a sign that points to a room down the hall with an emergency leave button for gamers, but the button- oh. What? Okay. With an emergency leave button for gamers, but it doesn't- oh, emergency leave button for game designers. Sorry, I completely forgot about- forgot how to read, and it's for the game designers that shut down the entire, um- simulation program as a whole like the cpu that controls everyone's um simulations in the building it shuts all of them down not just one but before they can get to the room to put the headsets on and press the button two humanoid bots show up they try to fight them off while going to the direction of the room And Je- but jenny is grabbed the bots don't kill her they just hold her the man is closer to the headset and one bot Holds a futuristic gun and shoots him in the stomach. If he doesn't put the headset on and press the button, he will die in the game. And in real life, man, the man says, I'm coming back for you. grabs a drop gun, shoots one of the humanoid bots, humanoid bots in the head while getting shot and puts on the headset and presses the button in time. jenny kills the last humanoid but notices that so jenny does end up killing the last humanoid bot but she then notices that the machine or the headset thing that she has to put on to press the button was shot and it's broken and she can't leave yeah actually Mm -hmm. then you switch to the perspective of the man who wakes up in tremendous pain in his stomach from this from a simulation room with two other people um and yeah so basically things happen the man goes back um the simulation is breaking down so the girl remembers things and they ultimately um escape and later on it is revealed that Jenny and the guy are actually married Oh wait, no. They do not, he does not he, um she does not she does not escape. So, um the guy and the two other people come into the um simulation to rescue her. They die and she is stuck in the simulation. Um so yeah, it doesn't end. Like, don't worry, darling, but that's because I'm original and it doesn't have- Don't Worry Darling was giving very much. Um. Like, and then I woke up the next day and it was a dream. Kind of a narrative. Like, the essays that you would write in like, middle school, that your English teacher would be like, Holy fuck, what type of twist was that? Oh my god, plot twist! And then you would get an A. I actually... I actually miss when school was like that. Now you have to like write research papers and things. Say things like at all and <laughs> have references that are the same length as your essay um, or your paper. I that kind of brings me to the next uh, topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's it's kind of um, a two-parter. Um, the first part is, college is easy if you mentally block out all of your traumatic eras. Uh Uh-huh. And that ties into my second part saying, it's okay to have grandiose delusions. And you might be wondering, what the fuck? Like, what? What are you talking about? Sorry, my headset sat just, like, staticed out for a second, so I had to really... Oop, it's doing it again. It's doing it again. Um, it's... I guess it's... I guess, um, what my uh, microphone is trying to tell me that it's not okay to have grandiose solutions, but I think it's okay in moderation. It should be okay. I... The first part, I. Yeah, college is easy if you mentally block out your stressful eras. I honestly think that's what I've been doing for the last three years. Um, so, when I do think about it, I. I am privileged enough to have made it to my third year of college with honors. Even though I am not the most hardworking person, I do tend to procrastinate a lot. And I think. And I would. Yeah, I I was able to make it to where I am right now, and I think that's because I did mentally block out my traumatic eras, like when I think when I think about everything that I've done in college so far, um, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I I made it this far. I my grades are pretty good. My GPA is pretty high. But yeah, I just completely block out the times where I did stay up for like three days in a row typing a paper, or doing like 20 forums in one night, and like begging my teacher to give me like extra credit. But when I don't think about those like parts of the year, like the darkest parts of the year, college was actually, college has not been too bad, and yeah college is easy if you mentally block out your traumatic eras and yeah for grandiose delusions um i think not much has to be said about that i am yeah not much has to be said about that i think everything that needs to be said is in that statement it's okay to have grandiose delusions but let me emphasize this in moderation i I don't think I'm going to digress on it. I just, yeah, it's all there. Um, okay. Right now, I like I said in the beginning, I am avoiding to do my neuroscience homework. Um, so let me just talk about that. Let me talk about that class. It is a neuroscience class, and it's not the easiest. I'll give I'll give my professor that he has bragged about being a professor in stanford and that the same tests that he's giving to us he has given to the stanford students and um he he does brag that stanford students do struggle on his tests and i'm not saying that state schools are worse than stanford like, I don't want to say that because state schools, um, it doesn't matter um, where your college is, honestly. I think as long as you show that you did the work and that you learned and that you care about what you're studying, then you can make it in the world just as much as, or you should have the right to make it in the world just as much as anybody else who went to a larger university. But, I gotta say, this neuroscience class has me by my neck. Um, I do have a paper due. Um, it is, Um, it's 8.45pm right now in the study room. It is due at 11, um, 11.59. 11. And, um, uh, how long? How much longer is that? So eight forty-five. Well, it's eight forty-six now. Looking at my clock, eight forty-six. So eight eleven. Almost exactly eleven. <laughs> no, eleven hours. Almost exactly three hours and ten minutes. It's doing three hours and ten minutes. And I gotta be honest. I haven't been reading the book in the last month. I have been um listening to the lectures and taking notes but I have not read the book and a majority of these papers that he assigns assigns us is related to the book so I really gotta get on that but I I physically can't it is finals week or the two weeks of finals that, that I'm going through right now um, some of my finals start this week and my a couple final projects are due Next week, and I do have two final exams next week. Um, yeah, I'm I don't want to say I'm struggling because I know there are people out there that, that are cramming that are gonna, and I think I'm floating through finals a little bit easier than I have in the past few semesters. They, I guess, what they say when they say, um, third time's a charm really does work. Or third times thir- third times the charm really is true because this is my third No, what the fuck? This is not my third final in college. Um third finals. I completely forgot that semester's work. I think this is my fifth. So one, two, three, four, five yeah, this is my fifth. Fifth um final season. I'm I'm honestly um chilling. I'm chilling. Scared a little bit. Um scared that my GPA might go down because of this neuroscience class. But overall I'm chilling. Going bowling tomorrow with the girls. Um yeah. <sighs> I think um people need to utilize. Well, I'm not going to say more people need I'm I'm not- I don't know what that sound was. I'm not gonna say more people need to utilize, uh, study rooms because, um, because- mainly because study rooms are, um, always booked at my school, but I do think we need to normalize, um, doing jack shit in study rooms. Because whenever I walk around the study rooms, I do work at the library, so I do maintain the study rooms occasionally. When I walk around the study rooms, I always see people like hard at work, (laughs) like studying, putting like their, um, their, uh, what's it called, PowerPoints on the TVs writing on the whiteboard walls doing like math equations um but then when i use a study room i like to spend my time watching youtube videos hanging out with my friends um ordering food to the library i've done that a couple times um what else what else i also like to knit knitting is fun i like to knit and i yeah and eat and i ha- it's a blast it's a blast honestly it's like a hotel room without a bed and you get to you get to go there and then you get to leave um whenever you want to it's not like being at home it's not like being in your room it's not some place that you have to be when the day ends it's like a temp- it's a study room. I I don't know why I'm trying to find other room other words for it. It's like your own private room. It is it is a private room that you can rent for the day or not rent, check out for the day. I don't know if other schools make you pay for them. They should be free. But they're nice to have. And um, we need to normalize not forcing yourself to do work in a study room, because honestly, we should just have fun in a study room and do what you want and relax. The- honestly, I think my school should have relaxing rooms, like a room where you're not like pressured to study. We need nap rooms, that's what we need. Or like media rooms where you could just sit on like a beanbag chair and watch like a movie with your friends. But some people might say like, sorry, I'm like moving my mic around. Um, some people might say like, um, people are going to do like naughty things in them. Or like, they're going to be taken advantage of. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't and the school needs to make them available for me because I would utilize them in the perfect way. I would watch silly little YouTube videos of my friends and and giggle and laugh and be silly and goofy. Um yeah. I think being silly and goofy is really important. Um being silly and goofy is very important. Because why would you want to be any other way? Why would anyone want to be a serious person for like their entire life? Because I wouldn't. I would like to be silly and goofy. It's what makes me who I am. It makes me silly. (sighs) I can't, I honestly can't stop saying silly and goofy. I've said it so many times that a couple of my friends have started saying it and it makes me feel so proud that i have that kind of influence over people which connects to my grandiose delusions because i like having influence on people <sighs> sorry um yeah which is also like i don't know i'm that's what i'm saying grandiose delusions i don't think that they're a bad thing it's okay to think that you are the greatest person in the room sometimes, because sometimes you are. And other people are just going to have to accept that. I, my original plan for this episode was for it to be an hour. Um, right now we have reached our 30 minute mark, I believe. And, or like a couple seconds ago. And I do really need to go use the restroom, so I think that's going to be the end of the episode today, because I'm gonna have to walk all the way to the bathroom, and I would rather just pack up my audio stuff in my computer and go to the bathroom, and then go home, and then try to do homework at home. So I'm gonna try my best, or ignore what I said about trying my best that had absolutely nothing to do with what the fuck I just said. Um. Yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in to the study room podcast. I'm going to try to do these weekly. Um, However, it is finals. So after next week, I will not be in a study room. But I will be um, in the Philippines, um, which is not a study room. It's a country. Um, Yeah, I'll try to record then. Or I might... Um sorry, I keep breathing into the mic, and it's not my intention. I just have asthma. I might record a couple episodes the next couple weeks, maybe three episodes a week, and post them weekly. All right, Thank you so much for listening to me rant stupid things for 30 minutes. I hope I didn't waste your time. I hope that you got something out of this because I sure did. Um, I got time taken away from me to do my neuroscience paper. And that was my goal. So thank you and see you next week.